This week's episode of American Road Trip Talk is sponsored by Oregon's Mount Hood Territory. Please enjoy the tap trail and drive responsibly. The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear. We're searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. Glad to have you, as always, along for the ride. Nathan Miller is our producer. He's at the board. And today, our destination is one of the most beautiful regions in all of North America. No doubt about that. We're talking about Oregon's Mount Hood Territory. And in particular, this month, February of 2023, as we are broadcasting, we want you to know that it's Oregon's Craft Beer Month. That only hints at the adventure that awaits you, both natural and man-made, in this gorgeous, gorgeous region. We're going to be talking to Jared Lyman. He is the communications manager for the city of Oregon City, where many of the breweries, cideries, distilleries, and natural wonders reside. Here we are, getting ready to go to Mount Hood Territory. Oh, are we geared up for this? And we'll be right back with the interview right after this. Whether your perfect winter wonderland is on snow-covered Mount Hood or in a cozy, warm boutique winery or craft brewery, Mount Hood Territory is the place for your next winter stay. Hit the ski slopes midweek for fewer crowds and lift lines. Learn a new skill on a guided snowmobiling snowshoe or Nordic ski tour. Fuel up and support local at restaurants along Highway 26, brimming with chill mountain vibes. Warm up from the inside in Mount Hood Territory's craft breweries, cideries, and distilleries and visit its boutique wineries for an intimate and casual experience during cellar season. Plan your trip at mounthoodterritory.com slash winter. Dr. Sanjay Gupta brings you health tips for a better life Monday through Friday at 6 a.m., 8 a.m., and 5 p.m. right here on KKNW. Welcome back to American Road Trip Talk. Oregon's Mount Hood Territory is renowned for its maker culture, and craft drinks are no exception. From funky craft breweries to on-farm cideries to award-winning distilleries and even an inventive hard citrus drink, the newly relaunched Mount Hood Territory Tap Trail is back to guide you on a remarkable tasting tour. We're going to speak now with Jared Lyman, this gentleman. If he isn't in the know, nobody knows when it comes to <laughs> Oregon's Mount Hood Territory and the Tap Trail in particular. Jared, welcome to American Road Trip Talk. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Oh, as are we. Jared, why don't we get started by introducing our listeners who are far and wide here in America, internationally. Let's introduce them to Mount Hood Territory and as much as we can say in a short amount of time, all that it has to offer adventure, both natural and man-made. Well, I think one of the coolest things about Mount Hood Territory is that, I mean, especially lines up with your listeners here, we are the ultimate road trip destination. Anybody who's familiar with the Oregon Trail, that's where you ended if you actually made it through the game and uh, didn't, you know, get dysentery on the game. <laughs> but the Oregon's Mount Hood Territory is actually on the end of the Oregon Trail. And as a result, there's a ton of history here. It's really fascinating. And that um, the nature, the beauty, as well as you mentioned, has created just a truly tremendous spirit of adventure, of fun, that maker's culture that you talked about. 
it, it sounds almost trite to say this that the destination has something for everybody, but it really it really does. I mean, from outdoor rec, you know, skiing, uh, river rafting, hiking, and so forth, to again breweries, uh, cideries, wineries, history buffs. You get a lot of diversity here, which is a lot of fun for somebody who's you know got a family that wants to go on vacation, and you have everybody who's into something different. Well, fortunately, you're going to be able to make everybody happy. I do not doubt that for one second. I have been, I haven't been to Mount Hood, but I've been by it and around it. They're in uh, not too far from Portland metro area, as a matter of fact. And what's wonderful about that, Jared, is that whether you're the rustic type and want to go camping or if you want to live it up in luxury or anything in between, the versatility of that region is extraordinary. That's one of the best parts. You really did hit the nail on the head there. Um, camping is fantastic. You can camp at these spots that are, you know, near a lake with Mount Hood reflected in the water if you want to rough it. Or there's this phenomenal resort that's right there by the mountain as well. Either way, you're just minutes away from all the fun and you can, you know, sleep beneath the stars or get pampered like a star. I love that. Oh, man, you know your marketing, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I have to remember that one. In particular, now, Jared, because it, it's February and it in Oregon, that means it's craft beer month. So we're focusing on the tap trail. What a marvelous concept. And yet it's one, it's been around. And I understand that nevertheless, it is revamped and newly relaunched. Please tell us more about that. Well, the whole idea of the original creation of the tap trail was to introduce people to the makers and the craft beverages, beverages that are outside of Portland. Portland itself is known, you know, for that maker culture. But people don't realize that culture expands far beyond the borders, and you'll find some truly amazing things outside of the big city. Um, after COVID, as as everybody can imagine, breweries, cideries, and so forth were really hit hard by COVID. Uh, the whole point of revamping this and relaunching it was to bring a renewed sense of excitement for people and to help those small businesses recover who, like I said, really did take a hit during that pandemic. Yes, it definitely did. And it's just, it's smart for any state or any locale to welcome people back by going that extra mile to let them know we are special and here's why. Exactly. You're, you're pretty much at the epicenter there, Jared. I understand that being the communications manager, you're managing a lot of getting the word out about many of the breweries, cideries, which is a thing. I think I encountered that word the first time in prepping for this show. Cideries and distilleries reside right there in Oregon City. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny when you say cidery because honestly, I'm still trying to get the spell checkers to agree. No, this really is a <laughs> word. But trust me, I've been in one. They exist. They're fantastic. Um, but starting with the breweries, Oregon City, you know, the first city uh, west of the Mississippi, historically, is probably also the first city in craft beer. We have some phenomenal breweries here that really just take a whole different approach to to, brew, to brewing beer on each one. Um, I mean, yeah, you'll find some of your IPAs, Pacific Northwest, we love our IPAs, but you're going to find a lot of really unique things as well. There's one really fun brewery in Oregon City, Coin Toss Brewing. Brewing. The name comes from the fateful coin toss at a home here in Oregon City that determined the name of Portland. One man wanted it to be Portland. One man wanted it to be uh, New Boston. And two out of three took it and became Portland. Uh, the, the gentleman who owns it, Tim Hole, he's a history buff. So that's where he went with his name. And all of his beers have nods towards the history. They use some historic recipes 
or it's just sometimes uh, funny names. Like I said, his name is Tim Hole. One of his uh, beers is Pie Hole. Um, so he okay. just really has a lot of fun. The most unique one, though, was the pickle beer. That was something that that started as just a small experiment, and it got insanely popular. They were tasting and said, oh, my God, we've got something here. So now the uh, Cotton of Pickle Lager is one of their most fav- uh, favorite cre- creations. Can we have a virtual taste by way of description? Because I read that in my notes and I thought, caught in a pickle lager, I have to ask Jared about this. And uh, now, now there are dill pickles, there are sweet pickles. What are we aiming for here? You know, that was the really interesting thing is he tells the story when they're making it. He literally walks out of the grocery store with nothing but a cart full of all sorts of pickles. So, I mean, imagine the goofy looks you got from the uh, from the cashier on that one. But they tried a bunch of different pickled uh, juices. And if I if my memory serves me correctly, it was those sweeter ones that really helped balance out the flavor of the beer to create something that honestly people have gone nuts for. And it's interesting to me that it was an unexpected hit because, as you say, it started out as a bit of an experiment. Yeah, just wanted to see, hey, let's try something different. Let's see what happens. Make something fun for me and my friends. And now, you know, a few thousand friends later, people are always clamoring for it. Jared, I'm curious. Now, we talked a moment ago about COVID and its effects, and we all coped with that as best we could and and are coming out of it. Thank goodness people are getting out and about now, and it have been for a while. When we talk about the tap trail, we're talking about the Mount Hood Territory tap trail it's relaunched. And unless I miss my guess, it seems like it's been reimagined as well. Yeah, the whole idea was to kind of create some new incentives to get people out there. I mean, if you really need an incentive to go try beer and cider and and distilled spirits. But uh, we uh, kind of went at that direction. Um, Now there's this this point-based system on check-ins. So the more places you check in, the more points you earn, the more points you earn, the cooler prizes that you get. And one person's going to win a grand prize of a trip to two for Mount Hood, a trip, a trip for two to Mount Hood territory. So you get to try it all yourself and you get to save a couple of bucks doing it. That's excellent. I understand there's even an app. People might want to download that onto their phones. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's totally free. You can just go out there and search a Mount Hood territory tap trail. And you'll find the link. It'll put a you know a little shortcut on your uh, phone, on your iPhone or Android. And when you go to any one of these stops, you just open it up, redeem your uh, ticket, and earn some points. I'd like to talk about some of the venues. There are many. And I think the glory of this for people who are going to be on the road, and we are a road trip program, is that you can go from place to place in a rational way. So there's mm-hmm. some logic to the way you get around and you can take in as many as you want. There, for As a matter of fact, you, you've got some new ones too. There are new stops. This is part of the relaunch. They're near the town of Damascus. There's even a hard citrus. Some people love their beer. Some people love their wine. Some people go for the hard citrus. I've enjoyed all three. I mean, you can really make a festival for this incredibly. Uh, hard Citrus itself is a new beverage category on the tap trail. And near Damascus, I want to make sure I get the pronunciation correct. It's R-U-Z-Z-O. Is that Ruzzo? Ruzzo? Ruzzo. 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 Okay, the easy way. Ruzzo, yes. (laughs) I was real excited about that. I actually live out near Damascus, so to have a new stop near my house, I was ecstatic. And something different, too. And wow, I mean, it's something 
truly extraordinary. Um, you know, a lot of people, they, they do find their, you know, beer refreshing something on a hot day. But me, I, I guess I always grew up as a soda kid. So when I have this hard citrus, it kind of reminisces of that, gives that refreshing um, feel that you got drinking a soda as a kid. But it's got that, you know, adult turn to it as well that makes it really just something unique and a lot of fun. And a very nicely named place, Little Beast Brewing. Again, <laughs> the names you folks come up with, they're compelling. It's like, I've got to go and visit that. Little Beast Brewing. And now let's see, that's a tap room and brewery that was opened in 2021 in the town of Clackamas. That's not too far away from you. Nope, that's just a few minutes up uh, Highway 205. Um, and actually, that one's actually on uh, Highway 212 now that I think about it. So just a quick jaunt up, like maybe 10 minutes. Um, they're a place that they started with a tasting room in Portland and people really started to fall in love with their creations, but wanted to enjoy them where it's made. So they opened up a tap room at their brewery in Clackamas and that's quickly become kind of their flagship spot. So that's an, and there's another new one as well, TMK Creamery and Distillery. Now this one is in the town of Canby. Yep. Canby is just another a few short minutes uh, south here of Oregon City. Um, TMK Creamery has been around for a few years now, actually, but they did something that nobody else has done, and they've taken the the byproduct of the milk making process and have started distilling it into vodka, and um, we we kind of call it alcohol which is a fun name, but honestly, it is something really special, and a lot of people have quickly. Um, found that they've got a new favorite spirit around. And TMK Creamery has really just delved all in on the process. Um, they started off as a small batch, but next thing you know, they've opened up an actual distilling facility there at the farm. And it's it's a whole fun, and again, you know, it's fun for the whole family. Not only do you have the distillery, but you've got cheese. You can go meet the cow liberties, the cows that are actually used to make the cheese. Um, they've got a farm store. It's really kind of a, a full day thing there. So you can meet the workforce, as it were. <laughs> exactly. I, I like that. That is excellent. And we're mentioning something. There's more to come. The choices are great as to the diversity and also the nearness. And I guess that's something I really wanted to be sure to ask you about, Jared. And that is when you have towns like Canby, Damascus, Clackamas, there, is the town center still there? It is actually, yes. Okay, great place to go shopping. They're in all this. Uh, they're at the southern end of Portland metro area. It's seen in Oregon City, of course. Your employer. All of these places have distinct personalities. I get the sense that it isn't. And here, I'm afraid I'm going to let go with a pun. It's not homogenized. There, everything has a distinct personality. You go from town to town. You're going to get another little piece of. Northwest experience there in the state of Oregon by going to these places following a map. No, that's 100% true. Um, people are always looking for that authentic experience. And what you've described is really what you get here because there, every place has that unique vibe. Oregon City, again, with its history. Um, you go to a small town called Estacada, and it's right on the Clackamas River at the entrance to the Mount Hood National Forest. And people, it's known for its outdoors experience and rafting. Uh, Malala, another small town known for, you know, Christmas tree farms. Canby is known for as a garden spot for a huge dahlia farm. You're gonna find that no two towns are alike, 
But the thing tying them together is you're going to find some pretty epic views of Mount Hood in almost any town that just kind of overlooks the whole area, hence Mount Hood territory. Yes, Mount Hood there. And if I recall correctly, looking at the the mountain range and, and these stupendous rising cliffs that they're monuments unto themselves monuments of nature mount hood isn't that part of what they call the three sisters no the three sisters are actually different mountains um they are the sisters are are down a little bit south of here but they're part of the it is all part of the same cascade mountain range uh mount hood is itself it's um the, the highest mountain in oregon the highest peak um but where you will find uh, some really fascinating lore about Mount Hood is the story that that the tribes used to talk tell about Mount Hood, Mount Adams, and Mount St. Helens. And I don't want to go into the whole story because it's 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 a little bit of a longer tale. But anybody who's interested in the lore and the the tales from our indigenous peoples, it is a fascinating tale and really gives a lot of kind of uh, character and spirit to the whole area. I'm quite sure. In fact, I would go one step further, Jared, and say that I hope to live to see the day when Mount Hood becomes the center, the epicenter, and the big draw of a national park. I'm certain that there had to be people over the decades who were seeking national park status because I think it would be well-deserved. You know, it, it it would definitely make a lot of sense, but I mean, it, it is part of the national forest, not quite the same, but it's there. But where you will see some of that similar type of uh, that energy behind the creation is at Timberline Lodge on Mount Hood. Um, it was part of the whole uh, WPA project back during the, the Great Depression when Roosevelt was putting uh, public funds to get people back to work. And the craftsmanship there, it really exemplifies that that Cascadian craftsmanship, the the stonework, the metalwork, the there's still blacksmiths who make and, and repair the metalwork at the Timberline Lodge that just kind of shows the true art, art artistry that goes behind it. Plus, if you're a horror film fan, you probably recognize the outside because that's what the Overlook Hotel was in The Shining. Oh, wow. And I did see The Shining more than once, as a matter of fact. The gorgeous place indeed. Definitely. No doubt about that. When we look at, at the various venues, I want to move on to some other ones to give them their due. Uh, Ale and Cider House in West Lynn. Now, this is across the Willamette River from Oregon City, very close by to you. And again, there's this, this archipelago, if you will, of <laughs> towns where there's so much to see and do. And it's just not hard to go from one to the, the other. You're, you have this nexus of places with adventure in every possible sense of the term. Yeah, definitely. First off, I got to give you props for Willamette. You pronounced it right. That's not something everybody from outside this area can do. Um, but yeah, Willamette Ale and Cider House is a lot of fun. Uh, some really great food. So, a huge selection of cider. I couldn't even give you a number. I mean, if you look at their board, I'm holding my arms apart for your listeners like I caught a big fish. Um, it's just a tremendous selection of both their own creations and then other creations that you'll find from out the area. And what my personal thing that I really love about it there is the interior decor. It's got this kind of old school kind of English pub kind of vibe to it with the brick and then the mood lighting and stuff. It's a lot mm. of fun and really just you it's almost like you walked back into time when you go in there. Going back in time. Thank you for that segue, Jared. <laughs> there Oregon City, I discovered, was well known 
known until the last one closed, I believe, in 2017, as a place where they had the paper mills. And now tourism is so big there, it's like the city in a way is giving itself a facelift, but also a whole new metropolitan emphasis. No, that's true. Uh, Oregon City, um, again, being the first city in the area, uh, at first was an industrial city, and they tapped into the power of Willamette Falls to power these mills. Willamette Falls is the second largest fall in the country by volume, only behind Niagara. So you can imagine there's a lot of energy potential there. Um, the mills uh, that were there on the Oregon City side are no longer operational, but um, one of the sites was actually recently purchased by one of the uh, tribes of the area, and they've got some really exciting plans for redeveloping that on the area and kind of revitalize the spirit and really put the focus on on the showcase, the showpiece, Willamette Falls. I always get excited when I hear about this because when a place, an area, a region is reimagined, it's just, it's a whole new opportunity to experience a place either for the first time or to come back home and to see all that's happened since your last visit. That is a lot of fun because, I mean, it, it, A, it gives you something new to always discover. You can go back to the same place, but it's it's got something new. You're not repeating yourself. And seeing those visions come to light is is a lot of fun because, again, you know, the artistry and the love of nature and the love of of our place really shines at all these uh, different changes and developments. Let me carry on with my list here to take us (laughs) up to the end of our time together. How about Neighbor Farm's best friend, the Vanguard Brewing? Now, this is in the town of Wilsonville. I've been to Wilsonville, and it's in Wilsonville has if I may, sort of a boom and bust history. Places come in, places go out, but there's a steadiness to it where they're always looking to develop something new, something that will bring people in either for tourism or to live there because Wilsonville isn't that far from Portland, for example. No, that's true. Um, Wilsonville, again, great history. You know, a site of of uh, uh, used to be Boone's Ferry. The name Boone sounds familiar. It was actually the grandson of Daniel Boone. So there's that, again, that pioneer history there. But today, you know, they're looking forward that uh, Vanguard Brewing that you mentioned, again, making phenomenal beers, some really unique beers. There's also a beer with glitter in it if you're looking for something a little shiny and sparkly. But the really cool thing they do is they take the spent grains from the process and give that to the local farms to feed the cows. The cows love it, makes them happy. Plus, the studies show that cows who eat those spent grains release like 13% less methane into the atmosphere. So you're making the cows happy, you're making great beers, and you're helping the earth. It's a win-win-win. Environmentally conscious. In Oregon, who would have thought? Shocking, right? That's great. Absolutely. And and thank goodness for that. You know, Jared, there's one place I wanted to mention in particular in your city of Oregon City. This is veteran-owned. I wanted to get the word out about this. 12 Bridge Cider Works. They're in Oregon City. That's another really great place. Uh, I first actually experienced cider there. So that's kind of my, my I've got a special part, spot in my heart for them because it was the first place I really got to try a cider. And you're going to go on a really fantastic journey when you go there. The owner um, will kind of help you find what you're looking for if you're new to cider. And it turns out I, I kind of like the sweeter ones, but you'll be able to find some drier options there. Uh, talk to the owner, hear some stories. And again, it gives you that sense of authenticity when you're meeting the person who is behind the creation. 
And in addition to that, is something that uh, deserves a lot of praise and a lot of attention. Local charities partner with 12 Bridge Cider Works to raise money and to provide aid for veterans who do not have regular housing. So that's one of those great things. And Vanguard Brewing is also veteran owned and it offers even a monthly veterans night. So there is a theme that is well worth mentioning. Definitely. And you're, you're going to find a lot of that patriotism here in Oregon City. Um, we have uh, a National Medal of Honor winner that a park is named after in a stretch of highway. So that carries on with that 12 Bridge Cider Works vibe. And um, and I should also note, um, also veteran owned is uh, um, the uh, Trails End. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> totally uh, dying over here. The Trail Distilling in Oregon City. Oh, yes. um, again, veteran owned as well. So you're going to really, again, find that that uh, patriotic vibe in a lot of these businesses and trail distilling also partially women owned. So, I mean, again, you know, looking forward and looking back. All good. As we get ready to say goodbye, of course, please tell our listeners where they can go online to interface with you and make their plans to visit Oregon's Mount Hood territory. Any time of year, a great place to go. And during this month of February, particularly for the tap trail. Yeah, just go to mounthoodterritory.com. That's mthoodterritory.com slash tap trail. And you'll be able to find all the places that are on the tap trail. You'll be able to get a link to download the uh, shortcut to your phone and start planning that trip to find the perfect route to get your favorite beverages. Well said. Sir Jared Lyman, I'm very happy to have met you through the courtesy of Zoom, and I hope that we'll find good cause to come back and talk together on American Road Trip Talk. I've learned a lot, and I can't wait to meet you face-to-face on the trail. Thanks. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk. We remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue. Until next time, dream well and drive safely on the American Road. Road.